Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the PHLY Eagles podcast on a Friday at noon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, back in studio together. we got a fun show. We're going to hear from Devontae Smith in a little bit. But before that, Zach, we got we to catch up. How you doing? Good to see you. Doing great. Thrilled to see you in studio. Uh, I've been watching and reading your work for a mobile. As I said the other day, I was envious that you were down there. I, I, there's, there's nothing that bothers me more than missing out on a media event. Uh, and you could have gone to. I mean, we can save that. Well, I'm just um, saying, don't, don't say you were, you're jealous I, when I you was, had the opportunity to join. I, I was envious. I, I mean, there was, I, I was, I was We're going I on was a business envious. trip together next week. Yes, exactly. Uh, looking forward to that. We're going to go try and steal the Lombardi trophy. Maybe you, I have too much respect for the Lombardi trophy to try to steal it. So I will, I would not do it. What level of respect would you say you have for the Lombardi trophy? <laughs> well, I know what, I know how hard all those people work to, to earn it. Right. Okay. So that's a good, that's a good framing. I like yeah, that. It's, it's, it's meaningful. It's, it's an accomplishment that it, it literally drives your life or not literally it figuratively drives your life uh, for a lot of these people. As Jim Harbaugh would tell you, you can't win the Lombardi trophy in college. Right. And so, that that's that's uh that's part of it. But anyways, happy to see you. Thought you did a good job in in Mobile. I'm geeking up for draft season already. Uh, so now you and I can catch up on some of these names that uh I've been re- uh, watching and reading about and have kind of been circulated in the pre-draft community. And then yeah, excited for next week in Vegas. Excited to have Julia with us and excited for the show. Excited to hear from Devonte. Yeah, and thank you to uh, to Handsome Rich for holding down the fort here. Did a good job. You. Good job uh, with those episodes. Yeah, I agree. Rich is good, and I'm curious who would win in a uh, three point shooting contest because Rich has confidence in his stroke. And oh, Rich, Rich would. Okay, yeah, okay. Papa shot, Rich. Okay, I've seen Rich do Papa shot. He's very good. Papa shot's different than like a three point shooting contest. Papa shot's yeah, more correct. about you know, the volume and yeah, you have yeah. to get it up quickly. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I would say I probably have a better chance in Papa shot than in an actual three point shooting contest. Okay. So the, you have to go non basketball. Now, Rich said he would 
perform well in kicking sports. Uh, if yes, was, I listened to the conversation. Okay. How do you, um, do you think you would beat him? I think I would have a chance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we got to get that. We I thought Rich did a great job. The only thing, I, and I think that people know that this is coming, but I mean, the only thing that he didn't do was get a little bit more information about the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> What in that whole well, story? Well, I mean, there's a lot of eagles we can get into, but 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 how can I um, satisfy that that quench of that hunger for information? Well, were you crestfallen when you walked in and you realized that it wasn't just information about Joe Banner and other NFL team presidents? <laughs> no, I'm a fan of American history, as you know, or a student of American history. Um, literally, I was a classmate of Julia's. Uh, she probably doesn't remember. Well, that doesn't but... <laughs> count. That's a grade school. That was, I was making a joke here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I can mean, we name a history teacher? I can name all my history teachers. I, we don't have to get into that. Okay. Um, but <laughs> as as I was saying on on yesterday's show, I really wanted to go to the Hall of Presidents when I was there. I remember it's been a long time since I had been to Disney World. At that point, it probably had been Walt Disney World for the for yes yeah, for the Kelsey for, for the audience. Yeah. yeah, it probably been twenty. Uh, well, well, more than that, it probably been like twenty five years. Um, since I had been to Disney World. And you need to know which presidents had been added since then? <laughs> well, I, I want to see how they were added, what 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 changed, and uh, kind of the style. I hadn't seen that show since I started watching The West Wing. So, for instance, I have a better understanding of the institution of the presidency now. So, in, in any Did you event— you complain to the manager that there was no Jed Bartlett? I didn't complain, but— I mean, everything would have been better off with a Jed Bartlett. In any event, um, <laughs> in any event, uh, yeah, I I I went. My my in laws and and Emily and my kids were uh, doing another activity then, and I quickly caught up with them thereafter. So that's the story. Okay. It just uh, we love to we love to hear the little uh, nuggets of your life, Zach. I wouldn't say we you, but yeah. I mean, I wasn't even here yesterday, I, and you divulged I, that bizarre information. I want to hear more about Mobile. We will get to that later in the, in, the, in the show, both the experience in Mobile and the players that you saw and how it factors into the Eagles' draft plans. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear from Devontae as well. Put out a uh, Senior Bowl-only Eagles mock draft, which yeah. you can read on allphly.com now. What did, you, what did you make of the way that that plotted out? I mean, I understand you had to do it because— like I, I understand you have to do it that way based on on the senior bowl prospects. I don't think that mock draft would be a particularly good outcome because obviously you're with Interesting. a very narrow pool of prospects. I don't love, for instance, like the the receivers, you know, that that well, we're talking fifth round picks. I mean Sure. I think there are gonna be better options there. Um so you're you are poo-pooing the article because you don't like the receivers taken I'm, in the fifth round. I'm not I'm not poo-pooing the article. You asked me what the article was great. It was informative. You had some good nuggets in there. Don't walk it back. Okay. I was you asked me my reaction to the mock draft itself. I didn't think it would be a very good mock draft for the Eagles, was my point. That's that's okay. not based on your that's that's based on the pool of players from which you had to choose. Okay. Obviously, if you can choose, if it, if you're deciding between 300 players and 100 players, it's a little bit different. Well, sure, but that's what makes it an interesting exercise is trying to figure out where those players could still slot. You're yeah. not, I'm not going to, you yes. can't just pick the best players and put them all over, like, just because you want people to click on Jeremiah Trotter Jr. or whatever. <laughs> wow. Like, come on. <laughs> First off, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is going to go in the range in which I put him in there. But no, 
I think when you are looking at a pool of players, I think those receivers will go around the fifth round. Yeah, they're not receivers that I particularly think. I think the Eagles can do better. Okay, but it's that. also not about the specific players. It's about a the the <laughs> shape of what a draft class could look like. Are you really getting off- offended by the mock draft? Deeply, class? deeply offended. I I thought the the article itself, the write ups, the uh, the information in there was well, all really well, actually, good. Actually, I don't think that Javon Baker will be a good pick in the fifth round. Thumbs down. Mm-hmm. That's literally what you asked me. You asked me, what did you think of the mock draft? So I gave you my opinion on the mock draft. You probably missed this, didn't you? <laughs> I did, actually. <laughs> At least one of us. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, I guess we can we can bring in Devontae Smith now if you want, because uh, we might as well keep this thing off the rails. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk to Devontae Smith. You may be familiar with him. He's a, an Eagles wide receiver. A uh, productive Eagles wide receiver, former first-round pick, uh, one of the captains of the team. We like to call him the reliable narrator. Let's see what uh, let's see what we were able to glean from Devontae Smith just a little bit earlier. All right, welcome back to the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo and Zach, and we have a special guest now. Devontae Smith is with us uh, in his in his sweet Alabama gear on the gaming chair. Devontae, how are you? I'm good. How about you? We're doing pretty well. Um, so let's let's start. Let's talk about uh, Verst, which is uh, which is your partner here today, sold exclusively at Dick Sporting Goods. Now I, we we know that you are like the most fashionable eagle, but I am wondering now that you are a dad, like how how much are you worried about slipping into like dad fashion? You're going to start wearing New Balance shoes. You know what is is Verst going to help you there? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Verse being so versatile, you know, whether you had a business meeting, you're lounging around the house, going to work out, um, they make it easy for me. So no matter what, I have an option. Now you are, as, as Bo said, known for your fashion, but there are guys in that locker room who have seemed like tried to pick their game up. What would be your, your fashion power rankings in the Eagles locker room? Um, uh, I go Swift. Okay. Um, Bradbury, Jalen, AJ. I'll say those are the, the guys just right there. And what's the difference between like you and the next guy? Is it a big difference or, uh, or are, are, the, are they running into you? Uh, I would say they're close. I would say the only thing separating us is, uh, you know, they do more streetwear type stuff and I, I do more of suits. And then who is the guy who you like you give the most shit to about you know needing to pick up his game? Uh, I would say it's probably Slate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. And why is that? Because he always talks about wearing a suit and he doesn't ever wear a suit. All right, let's 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 talk a little football, uh, Devontae. I'm curious. You know, as as the the coaching staff has this turnover, as you follow what's going on, like, are you like us, and you're just sort of waiting to see, oh, it's Kellen Moore, here we go, or are you like a, a little bit more plugged in than we are? Do you do you know what's going on? Do you have an idea what's coming? Uh, no, I don't have an idea. I just wait back and see. And do you have sort of a uh, like an opinion or a sense of of what Kellen Moore brings on offense? Not at all. If if you look at, at the season you just had, we talked to you before every year, right? And you say you have these goals, but then you don't want to tell us what those goals are at the start of the year, right? So, so now you're at a point 
where we can look back, 81 catches, 1,066 yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, you did it in 16 games. Um, where were you relative to what you wanted going into the year? And and how do you think you played this season? Um, I wasn't close. Um, I don't think I played the best. And what, uh, like, is, is that uh, in a production sense or in just, uh, like, a, a process sense? Um, both. I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to accomplish that um, I, didn't, I didn't get to. And and so you're at a point now, you're in the offseason, where I imagine the, the goal is, is to try to work on whatever you feel like you need to improve upon. What's the, what's the, the day in the life of Devontae Smith in the offseason? Well, for right now, it's just, you know, sit in the bed all day, relax, enjoy my family time. But um, as we get closer, you know, just start working out more, um, running and getting in shape. Um, you know, that's that's pretty much it. I just want to stay on top of being in the weight room and, you know, keeping my body um, healthy. What has been like the, the transition to the offseason from a uh, fatherhood of a of a young child standpoint? Like, are you getting much more time now than you did during the season? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, the schedule doesn't really change except, you know, now I'm on her, her time instead of mine. I know. So, well, like, what, what are we, uh, are we talking sleeping through the night? What do we got? Oh, uh, we, we sleep through the night most of the time. Um, now it's just, you know, randomly just getting up, um, when she don't sleep, majority of the time she does sleep, but when she don't, it's just like, all right, I just got to get up. And you're, you're known as an early, as, as, as a morning person, you know, I've talked to you in the past about those morning workouts. Uh, are you up now because you're a father or are you up now? Cause you have that, that morning workout. What's like, what's the wake up call in the morning? Like, um, whenever she gets up right now, that's when I get up. That's good. That's good. Um, the, uh, the gaming chair we see, what's, what's your like game of choice? Uh, call of duty. And are you like the best on the team? Are you are you playing with other guys on the team or or people elsewhere? Uh, yeah, me and um AJ play. Um, Avante, we play a good little bit. And who's the best? Uh, I would say me. <laughs> That's good. At, at the point in the off season when when the football starts to pick up, what's your what's your off season objectives? What do you want to work on this off season to specifically improve? Stay in the weight room. That's the um biggest thing you, you have to be healthy your body has to be ready to you know go through the stretch that it's going through so doing up i have to do in the weight room to make sure that my body's in the best shape to uh, stay healthy throughout the whole season well that's you know it, it's interesting because that was like you know the knock on you coming in like how is this guy going to survive in the nfl and obviously you have been so healthy through through the first three years um is that something that you you know take pride in uh yeah because i mean majority of your you know Part of your job is to be healthy and be available. Um, and I mean, you have to go out there and do the things that, you know, they brought you in to do, but you can't do that if you're not healthy. We like to talk about you, uh, Devante, as like one of the most reliable narrators on the team, like just the way that, that you see football, you see the field. Who are the guys like in the locker room who you are excited to see next season, sort of take, take, a, take a jump between last year and this year and next year? Um, I would say probably the, the young DBs. Um, you see them coming in every day, um, you know, getting the reps they get, even going against us at practice. Um, you know, every week you've seen them improve. So it's nice to see those guys get back out there and, um, you know, going to their second year. It's it's draft season kind of starting. Bo actually just got back last night from the Senior Bowl. Um, I remember talking to you around the Heisman Trophy time about your Heisman Trophy ballad and you had like Malik Neighbors high up there and 
you know, we you said you that that you knew Marvin Harrison Jr. real well. Uh, what's your uh, wide receiver like draft power rankings going into this offseason? Um, I would go Marv, then I go Malik, and um, I really like the um the guy from Oregon and Washington. Troy Franklin and uh, Roma Dunze, I believe. Mm, I don't yeah. know the Oregon guy as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, that, so if, if I can ask you too, circling back to the start of this, um, when we were talking about your fashion, uh, it becomes a joke on the show sometimes between our fashion, Bo and me. Um, you see us here on the screen. How can we pick up our fashion game? Uh, I, I mean, y'all, y'all just relaxing in, in the studio, man. You know, you don't have to get crazy. You fine right now. <laughs> okay. See, I'll take that. He like he gets on me, but you know he's picking yeah. one where I'm. I'm, I think he I'm, needs I'm, to pick I'm, it up. I'm being a company guy. I'm wearing the yeah. team logo. I'm saying I I'm seeing Devontae in that locker room four days a week. I need to make sure that he's not laughing at me about what I'm wearing. So yeah, that has happened with reporters <laughs> in the past. Uh, last Devontae, the the Alabama thing. Uh, I, this is not necessarily for Eagles fans, but what do you make of the the turnover there and and like the the program change? Um, I think I think they'll be fine. Um, you know. Seeing what the coach did last year at Washington, I think they're going to be good. Um, you know, I, I like what he was doing at Washington offensively. Um, I didn't too much, you know, pay attention to the to their defense that much, but I think they're going to be fine. And and then final thing for me, it's it, as as you said, this is your chance to relax. Now you got stuff going on this off season. Um, the two of us go to Vegas next week for the Super Bowl. What's your like next few weeks like? What's the you know the the off season program begins in April. So your time between now and April is like entirely your time. How do you spend it? What do you do? Right here in this chair, playing Call of Duty. And <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Devontae, thank you so much for taking the time, telling us a little bit about Versed. You are the most fashionable Eagle. And uh, if, if Eagles fans want to be like you, they need to go to Dick's Sporting Goods. So thank you very much, Devontae. Appreciate it. Thank you to Devontae Smith for spending some time with us. And if you want to spend some time with the PHLY crew, go to Philly Sports Trips because we are off to Clearwater with Philly Sports Trips for our very first PHLY spring training takeover. Hang with Philly's legend, Charlie Emanuel and PHLY legend, Jamie Lynch. Philly Sports Trips plans the whole experience out from flights and hotels to game tickets and transportation. Spend St. Patrick's Day on a private yacht with a catered dinner and drinks. I mean, that's that's ZB stuff. If you could sell enough of those uh, water bottles, you're going to get that yacht yourself. Be on the lookout for more events throughout the year with Philly Sports Trips. Our trip is March 13th to 18th, so don't wait to book. Head to allphloi.com slash events to learn more and book your trip. Walking through the office earlier, we have this, this great office, this great studio. We have a whole floor up here. And I'm past these these bagels. And these weren't just any bagels. These were huge bagels. Okay. And I'm wondering where are these bagels from? And there's well, only you know what's interesting. This is this is a company. You can shorten it to Co. And so we've got bagels and co. Uh, well, I was about to say there's bagels that look like that. There's only one place you can find them. I know that's right. That is Bagels & Co. Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly. Huge bagels. The biggest bagels in Philly. And there's a large variety of bagels as well. 15 to 20 
different types. You can find all your different combinations because you can combine it with 30 different flavors of cream cheeses and schmears. Uh, there's also... You you go in, they're affordable, right? This isn't a place that you just have to say, I'm going to get this bagel on Saturday because that's where I'm going to splurge. No, you can get it every day. And on top of that, you can get really good coffee with it. Not your $7 cup of coffee, but this is a quality product at a quality price. For the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store locator to find the closest bagels and co near you. All right. How are we doing? What'd you, what'd you, what'd you learn from Devante? It's always good catching up with Devante. He's a, he's matter of fact. Uh, and I enjoyed what he was saying kind of about the availability perspective. I thought that was the most interesting thing he said, yeah. like how that's an, a big part of your job. And for him, that's been applicable. He's only missed one game in his career. And that was the week 18 game this season. Uh, and perhaps if it was like a postseason game, situation might have been different. But you hit it on the head when you asked him that, that question because the knock on him was his size, right? If you think about the like all the draft talk leading up to it, it's uh, he's a 165-pound, 170-pound receiver. How's he going to hold up? Well, he's held up really well. And uh, so I enjoy talking about that. I... I'm always a sucker for someone's uh, draft rankings, right? Especially at that position. I know he watches college football. Um, so I enjoyed hearing how he ranked those guys. He, he knows Marvin Harrison Jr. How would you rank those guys? Silly. I would put, who are your top four receivers in the draft? Well, I think the, 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 the top two is fairly um, established right now, right? In terms of uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Malik Neighbors. Well, so it seems like people have Odunze as yeah. the number two guy, which surprises over, me. Over Neighbors? Really? Uh, Jeremiah had that in his top Okay, 50, I yeah, I mean, I really like Odunze. Odunze uh, reminds me of Debo Samuel uh, in terms of, like, the... The donk? The what? Uh, in, in terms of, like, how physical the he is. for the pushing? He can play. He is, he is big. He's physical. He's tough. He's from Vegas, I believe, actually. Um, and... Good, you know, really impressive player. Actually, Washington had three receivers this year that I liked. Um, you know, Polk and McMillan, uh, the others there. But I thought Adunze is is awesome and should be a top 10 pick. It's a really good receiver class. The uh, number um, four one, that you'll, you'll have a, a lot of people debate that. The player I really like is Keon Coleman, um, who is not typically viewed as like the number four guy. I think that it's hard to find that type of size and, and you know verticality, and he can he can he, he he gets up and makes plays in the red zone. But Troy Franklin really has good speed. Um, you know you 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 hear Brian Thomas from LSU, someone who's getting a lot of hype right now. I can see that. Uh, there's some second round guys like Xavier Worthy can flat out fly uh, from from Texas, like Xavier Worthy. So, yeah, I mean, we can get really into the weeds in, in terms of some of these wide receivers. This is a loaded, loaded, loaded wide receiver class. Well, let's stick here then for a second because mm -hmm. we just talked to Devontae Smith. You know, there's the discussion of Devontae and A.J. Brown. I think you guys talked about it appropriately yesterday, like the level of uh, likelihood that A.J. Brown's going to be moved. Probably not. But... I would take out probably. Like, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. But we know that the Eagles are you know, aware of the dynamics there with only only one ball to go around. 
but this offense probably needs yeah. something else in terms of weaponry. Do you think in a very deep wide receiver class with with two second round picks that maybe one of those picks could be used for a receiver, or do you think that's too rich? No, I think an offensive skill player certainly with with one of those two second round picks would specifically make a lot wide of sense. receiver though. Well, well, so I I was saying like it could be tight end, right? Um, and then because you can find good receivers in the fourth round, even the fifth round, as you showed in your mock draft, apparently um, not good enough. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I could see them going wide receiver round two. Uh, you get a quality player at a cost at a, at a good price. And I, I just think you're going to find a lot of talent there. Like a player like Xavier worthy, who I, I know he might not be for everyone cause he probably needs to be, be more refined, but he can be like a big play guy for you or the Georgia wide receiver, lad McConkey, who you saw, um, just like really precise with, I mean, I, I don't want to make him like the stereotypical, like white slot receiver, but when you watch them, like he gets, he gets open. He, 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 he finds ways to get open. Um, what uh, the reason I, I said Keon Coleman was because it's similar to like George Pickens when he was coming out of Georgia. There's just, there are only so many guys who are like that size who can make the plays that he does. And Keon Coleman's six, four, like two twenty. Uh, you think he's 20 years old still. And you would watch Florida state and they would just throw the ball in the vicinity and he, he would go up and catch it. And when you can make those types of plays with your body, uh, even good coverage, like can't, I can't really stop it. So I just think there's going to be a lot of options for them, a lot of different types of receivers. And I do think they need to get a third receiver here, someone who can be, uh, who can be part of this 11 personnel and you have different options. I, I still think that my inclination is that like a second round pick is going to be a little bit too rich for them. Okay. Because a second round pick is going to come in expecting to be a part of the offense. And I, I think they might view that as a, as a difficult locker room recipe. Whereas like if you're adding a guy on day three or, or multiple guys on day three who know that they have to come in and play a role, I think it's an easier fit. That's why I spent a lot of time thinking about yeah. Javon Baker as a guy who made the most <laughs> of his few targets. But uh, I, think that's, so, I think that's a more, a more likely path for them. So my pushback to that is I think, I think Devontae gets an extension this offseason. And I think once you... I guess we could have asked him about that, huh? You say that's what I have an agent for? Yeah. Yeah. I've asked him that before, right? Uh, but I think Devontae gets, a, gets an extension this offseason. And when that happens, uh, maybe some of the like target distribution that's a fair point. matters a, a little bit less. I also think it just helps everyone else out because you have someone else to worry about there. And you're, you're, you can still spread the ball around, but I'm, I'm more interested in, in just, I'm more interested to see what they do at tight end because I don't think your Jack Stoll, Grand Calcaterra, uh, gives them an answer there. And I think they have, they have good, there's good tight end options in this draft high up. Like I, I talked about the other day, Brock Bowers being a trade up target. I mentioned in my mock draft last week, Jatavian Sanders from Texas. But even you were at the Senior Bowl, you saw the Kansas State guy. He was, I like the Kansas State guy. Yeah, I almost had him open. in as the, one of the fifth-round picks. Okay. Yeah, he was getting open. So, I mean, there's... Ben Sinnott. Ben Sinnott, yep. There's there's some good uh, tight ends in this class. I think Jeremiah said he liked the Penn State tight end okay. this week. Who yep. didn't make a huge impression on me, but good for him. Better than the Penn State tight end who went last year. Bretton Strange, remember? Second-round pick? Yes. That was a strange pick. Look at you. Fan of comedy right there. 
Julia's and, and, Julia and some applause yeah. from Julia. And and Conan's saying uh, stole disrespect. It's not stole disrespect. I think Jack would would like he's good in his role. I don't look at Jack Stoll as a Dallas Goddard replacement, right? So I think the Eagles yeah. are at that point where they start thinking about Dallas Goddard replacements. I think that's right. I agree with that. Um, what else are some of the things that you were on your radar from from watching the Senior Bowl from afar? So football wise, we're not going to get into all the other stuff here. You um, can do whatever you want. Yeah, so I'm I'm curious too. When we spoke on Tuesday, I remarked to you how it seemed based on watching and then following all you guys on social media uh, that there wasn't really a huge Eagles representation. You had two more practices thereafter, or three more practices thereafter. Or we spoke Tuesday night, so two practices thereafter. Uh, did that change, or was it still no sight of Howie, no sight of the coaches? Yeah, I mean, unless they were hiding somewhere, my understanding is that no coaches, uh, no Howie Roseman in attendance at Mobile, all of the scouts. Uh, Dom DeSandro was there, which was interesting to take part of the interview process, uh, which tells you, you know, how important he is to that process and getting to know these guys as as people. Um, but yeah, no coaches. I was a little bit surprised that Stout wasn't there, only because. It's so clear that the sure. Eagles are, are going to try to draft uh, a tackle at some point in this draft, and he might have wanted to see these guys up close. I think there's probably like a weird message to send to the rest of the coaching staff. If, if you just like, you're just, just sending Stout sure. and he's like the favorite son, uh, which may be true, but maybe there's just a, an awkward dynamic there. Also, like anybody they're interested in, you know, Stout's either going to go to their pro day or they're going to bring him to the facility. There's going to be plenty of time for that, but... That was the only thing that surprised me a little bit, but I think it sort of made sense. It's, I just think like for the coach, I think we talked about this for the coaching staff. This is not the top priority right now. Like they have, sure. to, they have to finalize the staff. Yeah. It, it surprised me about Howie. Honestly, I, I'm used to every time I'm down there, I see Howie on the sideline. Uh, Howie's well-known around the league, well-respected around the league. He, he likes catching up with, you know, the different league people. And, and this very much is like you have your GM there. Now I know they were, they tape all these meetings, right? Um, so he sees the tape of, of these meetings, but I thought Howie would want to get to know some of these guys. And there have been times, for instance, when we've, uh, spoken to Howie and he specifically referenced the time they met with this guy at the senior bowl, right? Now there's still opportunities to do it, the combine, the top 30 visits, uh, pro days, things of that nature, but also he, a chance for him to, you know, have dinner with a different GM or something sure, like that, you know, the, exactly. those conversations yeah. begin. Yeah. Yeah. Or catch up with you. Yeah. Unlikely. Um, I would guess. I think I'd, I think if he were making a list of things he wanted to do in Mobile, that would be maybe dead last. I don't think it'd be dead last. Of all the things in Mobile, catching up with you would be dead last on Howie's list. I mean, aside from like is something that's going to inflict personal injury on him, I think it would be pretty low on the list. Yeah. Have you done anything in Mobile in the past that has like nothing to do with the Senior Bowl, but just because you were in Mobile, you wanted to do it? Well, like restaurants, like eating. Well, um, obviously, yes. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay. you find a good restaurant. Uh, not in, I mean, just like walking around the downtown, yeah. which is a nice little downtown. That's about it. It's like Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras was just beginning as okay. we left. Yes, it's a shame. You would have loved that. What does that mean? Who doesn't enjoy Mardi Gras? I don't know. You wouldn't want to stay for a, a Mardi Gras celebration. If the senior I mean, bowl was three maybe days from later, from a sociological perspective, it'd be interesting. Yeah. But you, have you had king cake before? I don't know that I've had king cake before. Not a huge king cake fan. Okay. I'm sorry for all our. 
I actually, New Orleans I, I, I actually regretted not getting some because they had it in the little market that I was staying near. Uh, but I don't, I've never had it. I don't think. What, okay. what, what makes king cake different? It's just it's a Mardi Gras cake. I don't. It doesn't really do it for me. Is it so like much. just a, a yellow cake or? No, it's more like um, it's not like a pound cake type. It's more of a uh, like a donutty type cake. Okay, that uh, sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I didn't love king cake when I've had it. I, I, try, I try always try it when I'm in New Orleans. There's a different dessert I, I always get when I'm in New Orleans. Beignets? No, I'm not a huge beignet guy. Don't mind yeah. them, but no, it's uh, it's the pecan pie, the chocolate pecan pie, um, at a diner there that actually the Mannings used to go to all the time. Okay, of and, course, and it's got to come back to football somehow. Yeah, but no, to the to the mobile thing. Um, I went on a one time, like a self-guided, it was obviously self-guided because it's not official, self-guided Hank Aaron tour. Oh, nice. Yeah. I wanted to kind of, you know, learn about Hank Aaron's connection to Mobile. I have a good, uh, Steve Wolf, Hank Aaron story. I need to hear this. Let's hear this. So I think this is like early on in my, in my dad's career. And I think I'm trying to get the exact, I think, okay, so Early in his career, and he goes up to, this is the first time he's ever talked to Hank Aaron. And he's like, you know, did you know that, like, you are the first player alphabetically in baseball history? Like, you know, what are the odds that one of the best players in baseball <laughs> history would be very first? Like, you know, Hank Aaron, yeah. Henry Aaron, double A, and then it's an H. And he just looks at my dad and he goes, Jesus Christ, and walks away. <laughs> See, your, your your dad's a brilliant man, terrific writer, and I could see where you get it from, because that's the there type of question I, I I could see. You yeah, asking. you know, when I, when he told me that story, I was like, yeah, that would that would occur to me. I probably would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, you probably would. Yeah. yeah. I, if 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 you said that to if if the Eagles had uh, an Aaron Aaron or not an Aaron Aaron, an oh, Alex yeah. Aaron, yeah, for Alex sure. Aaron, would that be probably so, okay? Yeah. And what would you expect the reaction to be in that case? I don't know. Similar to Hanks. Well, uh, the, presumably that person wouldn't have the same gravitas cachet, as, yeah, yeah, sure. cachet as, sure. as Henry. Um, so, yeah, so I, I was I was curious about that at, at the Senior Bowl. Additionally, uh, I, I was, yeah, there's been a lot of hype about the offensive tackles. My other thing, my other favorite thing about Mobile, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Is the good wordplay uh, with Mobile. Mm-hmm. Like there were the police cars. It says, it says police on the side and then underneath it says Mobile. And so it just says police mobile. Ah, okay. I can see how yeah, you would like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, terrific food down there. Very good food. Yeah. What'd you eat? Uh, which night? Oh, you were there for three nights? Uh, yes. Okay. Four uh, dinners, some though? Good, some Did... good. No, three. Three dinners. Three okay. dinners, yeah. Uh, and some good gumbo and, uh, and uh, fried seafood. Had a very good dinner uh, with EJ and Olivia. Nice. Flex. Uh, did you yeah. go to Felix's Fish Camp? We did not go to Felix's this okay. this time. Went to Winsel's instead. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was good. Good food. There's a great um, lunch spot that I used to always go to. The uh, uh, the soul food one. Uh, Downtown yeah. or no? No, no, no. It's oh. near. It's near Lead Peoples. It's it's near Lead Peoples. I got to look it up. Well, they don't go to Lead Peoples anymore. Yeah, I I know, but it's it's kind of on the way still. It's right off Fairport Road. I did at one point consider uh, there was a little break in between practice. I was going to try to go get a bite to eat at the Student Union in your honor, mm. but it didn't work out. Chick Fil A. Now that's not that's not the one that I saw. That's not this. 
I went to Chick Fil A at, at South Alabama. Okay. Yeah, because I ordered it on the app and then it it came up. There you go. Um, it's very efficient. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. So in in Mobile, um, there's football wise. You had some football other wise. Yeah, the offensive tackles. Yeah, I, I like so the your second round target from the Senior Bowl, Kingsley Suamatea. That makes a lot of sense to me. Kingsley is, and I and I thought Fran Duffy. Make sure you listen to that podcast. Uh, Fran did a good job with with you kind of out outlining him, like really good athleticism, young guy, uh, former top recruit, transferred from Oregon. But I think this is from a developmental perspective, from like a, a size athleticism perspective, a lot to like here. Well, I think less of the specific players here the game theory of it like the order of operations we know that they want to add a young player like they need to they're going to prioritize getting a lane johnson yes replacement but because the class is so deep and they have two second round picks do you think that they will be willing to wait until the second round or do you think that they're going to make sure that they get the thing that they care about the most in the first round i would be surprised if the first round pick is not an offensive lineman or a corner at this point Okay. Uh, and I think that you can pro uh, unless one of like the top corners slips, I think I just think that I think it'll be offensive lineman. That's 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 the way Howie thinks. I think there's a, a good opportunity for value to meet organizational priority there. Uh, Tyler Guyton's the one who who you guys all talked about down there. Who you said you probably would have had him in if you did if it wasn't based on the game theory part of yeah. it, right? Um, if there was like a second round corner that you liked, you probably would have right. had Tyler. Which Guyton. there wasn't at the senior bowl. Exactly. So I looked at it like, well, I did have a question about that in a second. Um, Tyler Guyton though makes uh, makes so much sense in the first round. I I know I had Amarius Mims in the mock draft I did, but you know Guyton's a similar type of player. Like you look at the upside, and and you and I did that story for the Athletic back uh, in. April leading up to the draft on the 10 years since they took Lane Johnson. And one of the things as as was framed in our reporting from the story is they said that Jeff Stoutland, I think Jeffrey even said this, um, don't tell me who, who the best tackle is now, who's going to be the best tackle from this group in five years. And it was like, and, and that's the group that had Luke, Luke Jokel. That's the group that had Eric Fisher, number one. And the answer was like, Lane Johnson's going to be the, you know, if, if he reaches his potential, he's going to be the best from that group. And I think you can say that about a Tyler Guyton type. That it's also the an advantage that the Eagles have over the rest of the league mm -hmm. is that they can do that because yes. they have Jeff Stoutland, right? Like, and I know that we can debate about what is the player versus what is the coach, but if you are a team that like cannot trust your player development on the offensive line, then you have to take the guy sure. with the higher floor. The Eagles can do that because there is this uh, long history of Jeff Stoutland getting the most out of his offensive lineman, right? And so, uh, I mean, you could look at every offensive lineman they've drafted. Like, Andre Dillard is probably the yeah. only one that comes to mind that didn't hit, like, what you would have expected his ceiling to be. Since the Stalin um, era. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Watkins, obviously, before that. But right. Yeah, since um, and so they have that capacity to prioritize the ceiling at that position where I think that they would say, honestly, that hasn't been the case at every position. Sure. They they have that at offensive line and that's why, you know, it's why he's the highest paid offensive line coach in the league. I, I think when, uh, to answer the question that, that you framed, good offensive tackles don't typically drop. Even if it's a, a deep class, 
you tend to see that run on offensive tackles early on. We also say they've got two second round picks, which is true, but even the first one's not until 50. Right? Sure. There's a, it's, it's not like they've got a high second round pick. So you said that corners, there's, there's not really a second round corner. What'd you think of uh, Kalen King from Penn State? Uh, again, this was like part of the, the that practice. The, that team did not practice quite as much, but I was I was um, tepid. I didn't yeah. I didn't see anything that blew me away or anything. I, I actually originally had him as the third round pick in that hmm. uh, in that mock, but changed you, it. You mentioned wide receivers. Uh, what do you think of Roman Wilson? He had a great first day. Really flashed that first day. I thought about him as as putting him in as a second round pick. Um, because he feels like the type of player, and maybe this is just typecasting a white guy, but who would be okay with like taking the slot role and like that becomes his thing. You see, well, I, I mean, he's Hawaiian. I, uh, oh, is he? Yeah, yeah okay. he's Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, is it Wilson Roman or Roman Wilson? It's it's Roman Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Um, either way, a second round pick feels feels high to me still there. So uh, he's 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 gonna move upwards. I mean, he's an an electric player. Uh, Mike Garofalo did a great interview with him the other day on NFL Network, uh, and because Mike hit my favorite Roman Wilson fact in that story, okay, which is you, I don't know if 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 you know if if you know this or not. I doubt that I do. But you're gonna be fascinated by this. Roman Wilson used to take an airplane to school every day. How incredible is that? Like his commute to school was hours. He would lived on a different island. He wanted to go to St. Louis, which was which is like the the top football program in Hawaii. See where the Herbigs went? Yeah, it's where like Tua, the Herbigs, um, a Mariota, and I think it's where President Obama went actually too. Uh, I could be wrong. You probably learned that in the Hall of Presidents. No, they didn't cover that in the Hall of Presidents. They focused on the administration. Uh, but uh, <laughs> joyous laugh. <laughs> Um, yeah, so he lived on a, on a, on a different island and had to take a small plane to Honolulu and then get transportation to the school when, yeah, when he was like a sophomore. Eventually, they, they got like a small apartment um, near the school and he went there. Uh, but the level of commitment that it takes, it, it was like a three, four hour commute every day to go to school. Uh, and it served him well. He got recruited to Michigan. He did great. Won a national title. And now he's, a, 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 I think Daniel Jeremiah said, a top 100 player and moving up. But anyways, Garofolo asked him about that in the interview. And I respect that because that means Mike did his homework, right? It's not the type of thing where you just get this guy and, and you're like, tell me about being on the national championship. No, no, Mike did his homework. So awesome job by Mike. And what was the answer? Uh, well, he, he probably made his arms tired. Uh, no, that's that's not what uh, he was. He, he just spoke about how like he has an appreciation for being there at at the Senior Bowl. This is what he always like dreamed of, right? He he dreamed of of, of that. So uh, yeah, Roman Wilson's a cool story and good player. And curious to see how he goes in the draft. Who were your other favorite guys there at the Senior Bowl? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I'm obviously gonna go with the big name guys, but. I said this the other day. I thought I thought Latu was was good. I thought Adisa Isaac showed more um, there than he did at Penn State. I, I thought like him and Chop Robinson, uh, who's another top edge rusher, are like two guys who have who had a lot of hype going into the year at at Penn State. Uh, we we can get Tyler Zoli on to talk about this. I didn't find them to be exceptional this past year, 
but I thought Isaac showed something in the practices I saw. You obviously, you know, I'm limited to the TV copy and the highlights and whatnot. But um, heard the TV copy was good. Yeah, it brings you close to the action. The problem is when you were the TV copy, you don't get the flavor of the bleachers. You're not sitting there with you and EJ and Olivia and Jeff McLean and Brooks Cabina. Um, you know, you're getting, you're just getting kind of the analysis of of Daniel Jeremiah, which is great. But I'd like to talk to you guys, talk to the the NFL folks in the audience or in the crowd, the agents. We know it's segmented now. They've they've yeah, the the scouts are on one yeah. side of the stadium and the media is on the other side. But the but the agents are with you. Yeah, some yeah. of them. So you get to catch up with the agents. Um, you get to hear their you know their unbiased opinions. <laughs> I mean, everyone has everyone's opinions, you know, filter through a certain lens, right? Okay. So their opinions certainly filter through through their lens. And what you try to do is accumulate different information and, you know, put together. Oh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Kemsky too. It's awesome to hear Jimmy Kemsky. Or to see, and was Tommy Lawler there? Tommy was. Yeah, yes. so you get to see Tommy. That's awesome too. I go. Lots of videos that you can check out from the stands on the PHLY YouTube page. Let's get to one now. Well, there's an unfiltered opinion that Ooh. comes from our dear friend, Tony Pauline. So let's uh, let's listen to that now. I had a chance to catch up with Tony yesterday with uh, a little talk about the draft and just some just general catching up with Tony. Hello, everybody. It's Bo Wolf at the Senior Bowl once again with the great, the inimitable Tony Pauline of what do we call it? What do we sports skeeta this year? What is it called? Sports skeeta. Sports skeeta www.sportskeeda.com. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because Sportskeeda, a bunch of good guys for, they're out of India. They have the largest wrestling website in the world. Interesting. So, kind of right with that WWE. Hopefully, you'll be WWE Tony Pauline. Okay, how do we spell Skeeda? Sportskeeda. K-E-E-D-A. Got it. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Uh, Tony, you have uh, what? What number senior bowl is this for you? Twenty-five. Twenty-five. The first senior bowl was two thousand. It was a fraction of what it is now. I used to practice on a couple of uh, high school fields, Fairhope and uh, USM Wright. And it, it's amazing how the way this thing has changed. It's gone from a scouting event really to a media. There are some adjectives I could use, but I won't. Yeah, but they've also downgraded the media access. I mean, you get like five that, minutes but to talk it, you know, If you look across the way the, where the scouts and the teams are sitting, it's a fraction of what it used to be because yeah. this practice day, the last day, was always the biggest at the Shrine Bowl. And there used to be five, six deep on the sidelines. You used to, you used to, used to walk around and listen to people and get all kinds of information yeah. that they didn't want you to get, so it was great. Uh, so, this draft class, Tony, uh, feels like deep at tackle. Right? That's, a, that's a place where the Eagles are probably looking for a long-term Lane Johnson replacement. In your mind, do you think that that's the move at, like, 22, or would you would they be better suited to wait and take a guy in, like, the second round? Wow. I, you can't tell now. You know, they you got some other positions that need maybe defensive end, maybe cornerback. I mean, you would know better than I would. I think that Howie Rosen has done an outstanding job in his drafts, uh, moving up to get specific players, taking great value uh, when he's called for the clock. Uh, you know, I don't think you can dictate that right now. I really don't think you can really uh, determine that until they are called to the clock and see what players are available. You know, <laughs> you don't want to reach for a tackle, but if a good tackle staring them in the face, 
Uh, makes a lot of sense. What about uh, linebacker? Who are some of the linebackers here that you like? Right. Yeah. None of the linebackers have stood out. I mean, if you're looking for, first of all, they got to decide what they're going to do with the kid from Georgia, who they took again the last, again uh, the uh, first round last year, because he's an exceptional player. I mean, what type of linebacker? If you're looking at an off the ball linebacker, yes. I, I mean, no one has really stood out to me here. That definitely not going to take up the first round. Oh yeah, no, I'm talking, I'm talking mid rounds too. Yeah, I, I mean, they do, but there were some good linebackers last week at Shrine Bowl practices, which is like Easton Gibbs of Wyoming. But you're talking day three guys. I mean, off the ball linebackers are sort of going the way of safeties and even the running backs in the sense that they're not valued as much as they used to be. And we're seeing a lot of oversized college safeties move up to the linebacker position. You saw you saw it here in the afternoon practice with James Williams of Miami played safety his entire college career. Six what, six three and a half, two hundred and twenty pounds. Would probably be 230 pounds and he's an outside linebacker. Well, the Eagles do need help up the middle, so what about safeties? Any day two safeties like you like here? You know, you started off strong, saying that the tackle class was great. And the, uh, that's the place where the Eagles are. Now you're getting uh, you're getting a little bit into the, the uh, lesser classes. I mean, Cameron Kitchens, I think of Miami, James Williams' teammate, has done well. Some people think he's a strong safety. I would disagree. I mean, he looks more like the ability to you know, play a true free safety position, but he can also play in a zone. He can play downhill. He goes sideline to sideline. So, you know, if you're watching the practice, keep an eye on Cameron Kitchens in Miami, other classmen like his teammate, James Williams. Uh, what else is going on in your life? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist, still waiting for Led Zeppelin to get together for at least one more potential reunion concert. Does anybody uh, remember laughter? Regard. That's right, that's right. Obviously, you know, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what much more to me to try to get that, whip them into NFL. Still running? Every day. Every I was day. out this morning, three and a half miles. Three and a half miles so every in, day. Uh, Dallas Good last week and it was actually cold in Dallas, like 25 degrees in the morning. Uh, every day, yes. Yeah. Got to keep my uh, bikini bottom, keep my girls straight. Well, you still have that, that is for sure. Uh, well, thank you for uh, for taking some time with us. Tony Pauline with SportsKita.com. For all the Pauline heads, we'll give you a little uh, 6969 shout out. Thank you so much. Three and a half miles runs every single day, Zach. I could do that. I should, or I should do that. I should say. I don't know if I could do that. I should do that. Yeah, I mean, I could not do that yeah. every single day. Who's got the time? Well, I don't think. I think the endurance is more the issue than the time. If something's important to you, you can make time. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of like making I, we'll time, around. go ahead. Speaking of making time, we're gonna. It, it, I'm. Jealous that I missed the, the Senior Bowl last or this week. I will fortunately be at the Super Bowl next week with you during the week, not the game. My grandfather, I was talking to him last night about it. He was he was trying to understand the concept. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it is odd. Like, I'm not staying for the game, but we're doing our show uh, live each day at noon. And I, he was excited. He, he, said, he said, maybe you'll be able to get Peyton Manning. And I said, oh, now I we're said, talking. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. So, yeah. Peyton, if you're watching, you have an open invitation. I will make sure I will we'll have an awesome interview, Peyton. I promise you. Uh, I will bring Zach up. Will, Zach will have like <laughs> deep nuggets yes. of your life that you will feel a little bit uh, yeah. creeped out about that he knows, but it'll be great. Yeah, uh, I, I will bring up information. What's your favorite Peyton Manning fact? 
Um, my favorite Peyton Manning fact. Uh, probably just just stuff when he was at Isidore Newman High School, right? Um, there's some good ones there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've spoken. You can talk to him time. about. You can talk to him about that chocolate pecan pie. I could. I I, I could from Camellia's Grill. Every time I meet someone who played with Peyton or coached Peyton, I ask Peyton Manning questions. Like I'm fascinated just by how how into everything he is and being on top of everything and like when I covered Eli I was so interested in in their dynamic um so yeah I I have a lot of Peyton Manning questions uh I once did a story I was covering the Patriots versus Broncos in the AFC championship in Denver uh that Peyton actually won and I had to do a, my my editor said to me find an angle that Philly fans would like between Peyton and Brady. And this is like, everyone's writing Peyton Brady's story. So how am I going to do this? Well, thank goodness I spoke to Dan Kletko, uh, who played, who caught touchdowns from both of them and found out what it was like being a teammate mm. with uh, both of them and some kind of stories about Peyton and Brady. and uh, Talk about how close Peyton might have been to coming to Philadelphia in that free agency uh, that, that That did not come up, but that, that might come up in a book um, coming out soon. But uh, but I would ask Peyton. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of questions that, that I, I would ask Peyton. But anyways, I bring that up as, as a way of saying that we're going to have some good guests coming through. Are you writing a Peyton Manning book? No, I'm not writing a Peyton Manning book. I would okay. love to write a Peyton Manning book. I don't have the – I might have information, but I don't have the uh, – like. What do you think Peyton's experience? reaction would be if you told him your story of introducing yourself to Eli the first uh, time when you were at the Giants beat? Oh, I think he, he'd respect he that. He no-sold you. He didn't know sell me. Wasn't he, was he a little? Like, he was like creeped out a little bit. He probably. I, I think he was just like, who is this? Who is this guy like making a beeline right to me and sticking out his hand and saying, "Hi, I'm I'm Zach. I'm the new beat yeah, writer." I'm glad to meet you. Uh, did a firm handshake, looking him in the eyes, ten teeth smile. Right. Um, I'm here with. Uh, I'm here at the Star Ledger. I look forward to. Is that a phrase? Ten teeth smile. I've never heard that. It's a phrase I use. Yes. Well, you made it up. <laughs> I heard it when I was younger. Okay. Um, I know. I'm. I'm. Yeah. Gen- this is an honest. I've yeah. never heard that before. Yeah. Ten teeth smile. Um. In any event, what's uh, the usage of that? That's just when you smile. Make sure you smile with your whole mouth. Yeah. Like. Yeah. yeah it's. It's just make sure you smile. Like. Put yourself in. Yeah. Put. Yeah. Make sure you smile. You know, when you okay. meet somebody, you give them a firm handshake, look them in the eyes, and yeah. give them a ten teeth smile. Give I've never heard smile. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's fun. I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not hating on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have some good guests next week. We don't quite know who yet. Is that's, it at least ten teeth? It's. Uh, it's or, just an expression. It because if you go too wide, you might get more yeah, than ten. Is it's, that... just, it's just an expression. It doesn't have to be ten teeth. Okay. It's just an expression. Um, it's a guideline, not a rule. It's a guideline, not a rule. It's more of a euphemism than anything else. Okay. Uh, but we're we're gonna be scouring Radio Row. I, I've uh, this is my fifth Super Bowl I've covered, and my first one not being there like primarily to like cover the teams, right? Right. Although I am going to get some good coverage. I look forward to catching up with Javon Hargrave out there, for instance, uh, with the 49ers. But uh, and, and you can read some of our work on uh, Die Hard on allphly.com. But uh, we'll, our primary job there is our show, and we'll be talking to different people throughout the day for some web-exclusive uh, 
Okay. Media night on Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. Pieces of information. If there's a guest out there you want, please, please let us know. You can email me at Zach at all PHLY.com. Uh, or you can message us on social. And if there's like a reporter who you, who's, who's, who's out there, if there's someone with Eagles ties, who you know is going to be at the Super Bowl, let me know. And I'll do my best to try to find, find that person. When we go to media night on Monday night, do you think that Matt Pryor will be more excited to see you or me? You. Why? Who do you think could get a longer interview out of Matt Pryor? Should we make that the competition of Monday night to see? No. I think Javon will be more excited to see me. Definitely. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about Bojangles. Yeah. Right? Uh, but I think... Uh, I love Matt, Bojangles. I think Matt Pryor will be more excited to see you. I don't feel strongly about that, but I, I, would, yeah. hope, I would hope that. What did you think, by the way, speaking of the Super Bowl, did you see Jed York's interview yesterday? Yes, and I agree okay. with the general takeaway that it, it's pathetic that the owner is still complaining about, like, whining about calls from oh, five years is ago. Is that the general takeaway? And that, I didn't find that. I, I and that, that the organization takeaway. is, from top to bottom, filled with complainers. No, what did you think of the anecdote that Kyle Shanahan went up to him in practice during training camp last year and said our third quarterback's our best quarterback? Yeah, I don't believe him. You don't believe it? No. Yeah. You think that's like myth-making, if you will? Yes. And that's yeah. a great example of, you know, the pet peeve we've talked about before when it's like, oh, Jed York conformed, confirmed that this thing happened. Like, no, he said that it happened. That doesn't mean that it happened. Yeah. Uh, someone says the answer is Jason Kelsey. I think Jason Kelsey is going to be in demand next week, but we will try our best. I think if, if Jason sees you, he, he always enjoys catching up with you. Um, so Same maybe, to you. Some, so, so maybe that will... We'll we'll get him over to our uh, seat. Khalif said, "Julian Laurie." I don't think Julian's going to be roaming Radio uh, uh, Radio Row. If he is, I would love to catch up with uh, Julian. Um, but yeah, is is there anything in Vegas? We're going to be working. I, I always say I feel bad for Des Moines because I always pick on Des Moines when I say this. But my line is when someone's saying you're excited to go to such and such, I say the Super Bowl could be in Des Moines. It wouldn't make a difference to me. Like I'm there. I'm there. I'm I'm, I'm there working. I'm not experiencing. The Vegas nightlife, like, um, yeah, we got a show. We got other stuff we're doing. Uh, but is there anything in Vegas you particularly want to do or see? No. No. <laughs> Not particularly, okay. no. Okay. You blackjack guy? I like blackjack. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll get to the tables. But it's, I mean, aren't they going to, like, aren't the tables going to be, like, way marked up? And Not on, like, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, if you try playing on Saturday night, okay. we won't be there on Saturday. And you're going to have a little bit of extra walking around money. Because your your auction's closing on Sunday night. <laughs> I didn't expect that to be show fodder. Do <laughs> uh, you want to explain? Because I didn't expect. Well, famous. I think that I, famously or not, uh, we have seen your your big water bottle before. Mm -hmm. Actually, you take us through the process of deciding that you're going to make a make a make a market move here. <laughs> so I have a water bottle that's a particularly popular brand. Okay, and I was reading. I've read a number of articles about it, but I was reading that there's like people who spend hundreds of dollars to get this brand of water bottle. And I have it that I got from. And like, you have it, yes. And a it's, gift to you from your lovely wife. Yes. And it wasn't like that, you know, it was, I mean, it's expensive for a water bottle. It was like $30, right? Okay. But I'm like, okay, let's, if this is what people are paying, let's, yeah. let's see if I can get 2X, 3X, right? Or 2X. I wasn't so ambitious to get try to get 3X. Well, that's not true. You put it as the buy it now for yeah, that's uh, true. 3.3X. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But 2X. 
I've already gotten that. Yeah, um, big time. Yeah. You put it, you got a bid for 60. Got a bid for 60, and uh, you can buy it now for 100. Um, so listen, if there are some real sickos out there and you don't just want this particular brand, but you want the one that Zach Berman has been drinking out of for the past year and a half, I don't know. I feel like $100 is a steal. So go to eBay and search for Zach Berman's Stanley. It's, it's not listed as that. It's not listed as 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 that. And Claire, it's a cool thirty bones. Claire says you're auctioning off the gift from your wife. How does Emily feel about this? Great Claire, question, Claire. That was my reaction. Claire, as well. I appreciate I appreciate the sentiment. Two things. Number one, Emily knows who she married. Okay, <laughs> okay. Let's let's be abundant. Yeah, she about didn't that. give it to you as a. Uh, this was okay. her grand plan. She knew hey. that this was not a gift of a of a cup. This yeah. was a gift of a uh, an investment opportunity. Uh, yes, and then and then number two. Number two, I, I think actually Emily would, would be proud that I'm being resourceful in that regard. So, yeah, that's yeah. essentially it. So there you go. I did not expect that to Get come that up. Get that money on, in your pocket and put it on Reddit. I did not expect that to come up on the show. Actually, a friend of a friend of uh, Joya's and mine, uh, Tom, uh, sent a, a direct message to you and me over Instagram with a clip from Saturday Night Live about the Oh, work. I don't think I saw this. Yeah, he, he sent it to you and me. And so then I responded have already put it on eBay. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Have She's, I not seen this this thread on Instagram? Do you look at, at, at your messages? Not all the time. I guess. Oh, you got to look. You probably have a bunch of uh, fans who are, who are messaging you. Asking for me to show feet. Yeah. Is that something they ask you? All the time. Like Rex Ryan? Oh, all the yeah. time. <laughs> all right. Well, that was, uh, that was good stuff, Zach. Uh, Thank you very much to everybody for listening and watching. Thank you to Devontae Smith for taking some time. Tony Pauline as well. We will see you on Monday from Las Vegas, scheduled to be live right at noon on the East Coast, 9 a.m. Vegas time. Looking forward to it. So we'll have you covered uh, on PHLY. Lots to talk about as uh, the offseason gets going in earnest, but uh, some Super Bowl stuff next week. Thanks, everybody, once again for following along. For Senior Bowl week, check out the extra content that is on the YouTube page, all that good stuff. For Julia and Zach and Devontae and Tony, we thank you for listening. We will talk to you on Monday. And as always, we love you. We all silly like the mayor. 